Gosh Pods, paediatric educational podcast series from Great Ormond Street Hospital. Gosh Pods are brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. Welcome to this podcast. Today we're talking about the importance of play in procedures and imaging and how the play team make imaging the best experience possible for a child. We will be joined by four guests, Claire Simcock, lead radiographer, Amy Carrington, sedation nurse specialist, followed by Samira Cameron and Ava Watt, who are patients at Great Ormond Street Hospital. Hi, my name is uh, Claire Simcock and I'm the lead radiographer at Great Ormond Street Hospital. And I want to talk to you about the benefits of play and play specialists in our department here in radiology. Um, I think the experience um, for patients is uh, fabulous and essentially it can make what's a very medicalised procedure fun and who would deny that to any patient coming through our doors. Um, I think we should never underestimate the benefits of play um, and I'm going to give a few examples today of how we've perhaps made uh, patient experience much better with the benefits of play. Um, I think fundamentally for imaging and for patients coming for radiology tests, so much of our work is done behind closed doors and it's really difficult to prepare patients in advance of that. Um, So the play specialists play a fundamental role in preparation for examinations. And that can be from our very simple x-rays or ultrasound scans to our much more complex uh, procedures such as uh, MRI or uh, even awake interventional radiology procedures. So I think they play a key role in play-based assessments and that can happen before the patient even arrives in the hospital. Um, And that means that they can assess the child's developmental needs um, and how we can then plan that procedure, taking their needs into account. So, for example, uh, we have uh, an inflatable MRI. We've got an MRI podcast, um, which is audio and video. And uh, play specialists can then work with the families at home before they come on site uh, to the hospital um, and address uh, that fear of the unknown, which I think the children find perhaps their biggest obstacle. Um, And then once they come on site, we can then further develop those preparation sessions. So in MRI, we've got an inflatable MRI, so they can come and jump on the MRI scanner. It's exactly the same dimensions of the scan itself. And we can kind of talk through um, what's going to be involved in that procedure. Now, a play specialist can do that in a much more fun way than radiographers can do. Um, But for radiographers, the more preparation that's done in advance, the more likely of success that procedure is going to be. And if I give you an example, we had a patient who came for an ultrasound scan who was really anxious about it all. and but the fun bit of an ultrasound scan is some warm jelly that goes on your tummy Uh, so our play specialist um, squirted some jelly on a chair and then threw a whole load of glitter in the chair and just got the the patient to kind of rub their hands through the warm jelly and create glitter Um, and then the patient actually then covered their mum with the glitter gel all over her face so she looked like she'd been to a festival Everyone had an absolutely fabulous time. So by the time the patient actually needed an MRI scan, the ultrasound scan, um, they were having a fabulous time. And actually it just continued into the examination. They were completely distracted then by festival mum, we called her. Um, and uh, that was a su- successful scan. And I think actually you'd agree that actually that's a much more fun way to approach an ultrasound scan than sitting in the waiting room, waiting to go in um, for the procedure, speaking to the red or for a sonographer, 
uh, and um, and being distracted with obviously the fun bits of kit that we have in the room. But I think um, that whole preparation in advance just made that examination a more successful and b a lot more fun. And I, who would deny that? Um, so I think um, it's an absolutely fundamental part of uh, our clinical work here at GOSH, and we should no way underestimate it. I think what a play specialist can do is really um, assess a patient's needs and then give people like me and clinical radiographers a real insight as the coping mechanisms that patient might have to enable them to be successful for the scan. And sometimes that's absolutely essential in making decisions between um, how far you want to try and persuade the patient to manage a wake, or actually it's not a good idea to kind of push the boundaries with this particular individual, because we've got to think about almost that lifelong exposure to kind of medical imaging, and we don't want to really upset them um, and take them too far out of their comfort zone early without them causing some kind of psychological trauma. Um, so, but I think those coping strategies that play specialists can then give to patient becomes lifelong strategies. And I think every clinician can learn from a play specialist and then take that with them going forwards in their careers. So, for example, we had a patient in the MRI unit. Uh, she was 12. She had autism. And she was really beginning to panic about the cannula that was associated with her examination. And our play specialist, Denise, went through some uh, breathing, controlled breathing techniques. And I think everybody in that room suddenly learned a new skill that they didn't know that could be available to them. And for me, I've been here a long time. I take those skills forwards because we don't always have a play specialist available to with us. It's very difficult sometimes to predict when we might need a play specialist. And actually, if we kind of learn from some of these skills, we can kind of take those things forward. Um, and, and I think if you've made an examination fun, that then increases a child's confidence and they can walk away with a sense of achievement in what they've managed to do. And I did this today. It's we together with the play team are giving patients the resources to be able to manage it and be successful themselves. And then I think that kind of translates um, uh, further to any other kind of hospitalised procedures or, or again into kind of life examples, really. And I think the other thing I wanted to mention is about environments. And clearly COVID has made our waiting areas a little bit more uh, difficult to try and to facilitate play. But I think because so many of our examinations are behind closed doors, there's a real difficulty in trying to anticipate what to expect. Um, but what the play team have done in Modology over years is made our waiting room a really fun place to be. So I think for any of us, if we are bored, bored turns into anxiety. And then anxiety means that by the time you actually get to have the procedure, you're really anxious and nervous about it. And it's going to contribute as to how successful that examination is going to be. So uh, in Radiology at level two, uh, we have patients coming uh, to play in our waiting area that actually aren't even booked in for imaging procedures because it's so much fun. And I think this is what the play team can do. They can kind of make waiting areas be play spaces. It takes the anxiety away from the children, but also away from the parents as well, because there's no doubt that coming for any procedure for any family at Great Ormond Street is a very anxious procedure. Um, so... 
I think I just want to kind of end on a final example of a patient in nuclear medicine. He came for a scan. It involved an injection. He was a five-year-old boy. I don't, I'm not sure I know any five-year-old boys who would find lying still and having an injection from. But actually, the intervention of the play specialist, uh, the distraction of a Nintendo Switch, meant that actually when he left the examination, having achieved it and been really successful, he asked his mum to take him to... McDonald's so that he could use his pocket money to buy the team some chicken nuggets and then he came back to the department to say thank you with a little box of chicken nuggets and that's the difference a play specialist can make and I want to say a huge thank you to the team. Thanks so much Claire that was so interesting and um, I love the fact that there's an inflatable MRI scanner. Um, We're now going to hear from Amy who's one of the sedation nurse specialists. So, um, so yeah, I'm one of the sedation CNSs and I um, work obviously in the sedation department within radiology um, and the play specialist team are a big part of our team, really. Uh, so they come in in the morning and part of our day to day kind of process with the children as they'll come in have their height weight and obs done and immediately sometimes you know they're fasted for the sedation um, and already that doesn't really help with their um, mood so even getting the obs done and everything when there's some distraction there is really helpful and obviously even some simple things down to getting an accurate weight on them and getting them to sit on the um, scales which is obviously actually a really big thing for us because we need to make sure we've got an accurate weight Um, and then yeah correct obs and then a massive thing is distraction during cannulation as well so predominantly 90% of the time we give um, the sedation via a cannula or uh, some sort of central access so sometimes it's getting a port accessed Um, so yeah so that's a really big thing with the play specialist to help us with down here as well Um, And then another thing really going on from that is uh, how the sedation works is is mimicking a natural sleep. So the calmer they are going into that sleep is actually um, better for holding them in the sedation and obviously waking up on the other side. So sometimes if they're particularly anxious going off to sleep, we could actually end up having to give them more sedation than they're actually than they actually need um, just due to anxieties levels, which is sometimes a bit of a shame, obviously, when you can definitely tell the difference when it's um yeah a bit more of a smoother calmer sleep process and they're going off to sleep and they wake up as I said a lot nicer as well um it can have a massive impact as well on the families that you can clearly see the difference in um just parents anxieties of when their children are being distracted um even from the beginning as I said through observations and stuff it kind of just puts them a little bit more at ease because we're bombarding them with a million questions and medical history questions at you know seven in the morning and actually just their kid being entertained um and playing is at least a nice thing instead of you know having to worry about sorting them out as well um I was also just going to talk about um yeah a particular case that we had um which was good in the sense of they uh, it was a patient an older patient who had a lot of learning needs um additional learning needs and uh previous anxieties to do with um hospital experiences and they'd actually had um like three failed attempts at getting them down into a general anesthetic list into the anesthetic room to try and get the MRI scan done um and we did a lot of work with the psychiatrist team and the play specialist team. And we had a child come in and we set up a regular thing and they got used to the team every week and used 
to the room and the environment and our um, the sensory machine on and he was really scared of particular things in the room and we um, yeah managed it as a team and the play specialist was there the same play specialist throughout the process and um, by the third visit or third or fourth visit we actually managed to sedate him in a very calm manner we got the scan done and he woke up and um the parent of this child was just ecstatic that we could have even got that far and it had taken about a year or so by the end of the process um and yeah he's thankfully not needed another one since but it was just a really nice example of actually what difference it can make if um yeah with the team involved and that child obviously really benefited from that um so yeah basically it's a we notice a massive difference when we have a play specialist around um obviously we can do our best to also do distract during our list um but then it obviously takes away from other things as well at the same time and um yeah in a in a sedation service uh, reduced anxiety is a massive thing <laughs> um so yes that's all I was really going to talk about <laughs> because we have a regular play specialist down with us as well. Um, it's also nice in the sense of they will make notes and what really works next time. Um, and we've had so many kids come in that parents automatically say, uh, they're going to need anxious patient protocol. You're never going to get a cannula near them. They've had X, Y, and Z experience. They've been, you know, had seven, um, failed attempts at cannulation at their local and, uh, obviously when you start with that kind of environment you're a bit it's a bit like oh right and I think obviously the parents got their anxieties as well but um yeah we've had so many cases where then the play specialist gets involved and we do it in a very um you know explaining to the child and going through various things um and actually it's been the first attempt and the parents are you know besotted the fact that it's gone that way and then we've then done that you know some kids have to come back every three months and we know that they need to be in that room or actually they like the lights on, they don't want the lights off or they don't really like the sensory machine. And actually that means it's too much going on. Um, so yeah, it's a really beneficial service for us. hundred percent. That, that was so great. And so interesting. Thank you so much. Um, it's now time to hear from two patients at Great Ormond Street Hospital. We have Samira and we have Ava who have had patient experience with the play team explaining why it's so important for them and to help them with their procedures. Hi, I'm Samira. Um, I'm 18 years old and I've been a patient at GOSH since I was born really. And so yeah, I've had a lot of procedures and um, yeah. <laughs> I think through my experiences, I believe that the play team and the work they do is a very important part of the whole process of operations, um, pre-op and post-op. Um, and they really have a really special place in my heart because I've got through so much because of everything I had done when I was um, younger and in those operations. Um, I mean, like, as a child, you're navigating through school and friendships and just growing up generally and kind of integrating both that medical world and being a child at the same time 
is can be a bit scary and confusing. Um, I would take my work with me to the theatre, and so it's it is a lot to kind of comprehend at that age, um, especially when these procedures are visible or they have they leave scars or you know it's ongoing. Um, it does take a bit of a toll. Um, I've had over I would say 100 operations at this point and so it exposed me to situations that maybe kids my age wouldn't usually experience um, and maybe not have that level of understanding from their external perspective so I think it can make you feel a bit more mature or aged or maybe slightly alienated from kind of the rest of your peer group um, it is a bit of a lot to come to terms with I think and it does have like effects physically and mentally um, emotionally sometimes I know that I do have a bit of anxiety and PTSD from those experiences um, and to kind of start those discussions on that is really important um, but with that being said I think being in the environment of play almost helped me kind of feel like a kid again which I was but I didn't really feel like it at the time um, and so as soon as I walked in I remember there was um, a dinosaur ward with like a little playroom and there was like table football a wee um, I think even like a clown handing out balloons at some point I think I've got a picture of it somewhere um, and I mean I used to be in and out of hospital and so I, I knew kind of some of the play team at the time. There was a really, really lovely woman called Caroline. And as soon as I saw her, I felt at ease. Um, obviously, I had the support of my family and friends and my parents were there like every step of the way. And I'm really grateful for that. But um, to have someone to help work through those worries um, and kind of channel it in a more creative or interactive way really helped. Um, I mean, she was, the, the play team was there when I was being put to sleep. Um, and even before that, doing something, designing something. Um, I remember in, I, I was very worried about being in the um, at theatre, being put to sleep. I really didn't like the masks or the smells. Um, and the person at the time, Caroline, she was really lovely. And she said, you know what? We need to find a way that kind of works for you so you don't feel that it's as daunting and scary. Um, and so I think she got in like an iPad and I would play cut the rope while I was being put to sleep. Um, I mean, I don't know how cool that is now, but back then it was really, really cool. And, um, and that really helped me. And so the placing was there before I went to sleep. And then after I came out of um, operations, uh, there was like a playroom. Um, I remember being on the Peter Pan ward, I think. And I'd be watching, let's say, Spy Kids. I'd be designing something with the play team or with Radio Lollipop. And it wasn't like a distraction, but it was more kind of it helped me work through kind of all of the anxiety and all the everything I was feeling all the negative thoughts on that and it, it just really helped that journey so now after that experience I felt more comfortable with being in those environments of where it's very clinical and maybe there's things you don't understand you don't really understand at that age what you're going through um but yeah and so 
I I would say that it gave back so much of what I thought I was missing at that age, that kind of that aspect of being a child, because I I would be out of school a lot or, you know, just that kind of those experiences you usually get. Um, and it, it definitely inspired me because I remember, I think I was probably nine at the time, but I remember asking um, the people on the play team, hey, so how did you get to being a play specialist? Can you tell me the qualifications you got? And so I literally made like a list of um, all the qualifications and courses that they'd been on. I had it on like a little post-it note and I stuck it up on my wall for a few years and I'd be like, this is what I want to be. This is the career I want to go into. Um, and I think I wanted to do that because it could give me the opportunity to provide that same experience for another child in that position. And to give back kind of what the play team had done for me. And to be honest, looking back, I think it's one of the many experiences that has shaped me and my purpose. And I I mean, I love to help people and I'm kind of really passionate about social change and stuff like that. So to have that impact on others is what I really was aiming for. And like, even now that's my intention in everything I do. So it's definitely helped set that foundation within me that I um, I hope to carry for the rest of my life, really. So, yeah, I'm very appreciative of what the team has done. Um, I remember doing a lot of arts and crafts, so I think I still have them, like, somewhere in a box um, of, like, little jewellery things I made or um, just being creative and kind of taking your mind off what you're really worried about or because a lot of the procedures were quite um, like in, invasive or physical. So I had tissue expansion at one point. So that's very, you can see that and you can see how it, it changes and your, your appearance and your, your face and things like that. So having different tasks, I think, to do to keep you busy um, before going in, I think that really helped me. But also like as simple as it is, just the presence of someone kind of designated to help you get through it um, really helped me and it made me feel comfortable it made me feel um, less uneasy and you know like it's a, it's going to be okay and you you I'll be there before you go in I'll be there after it's like it was just really nice to have that I think the play team is just it instead of well I mean People that aren't in your position, family, friends, etc., classmates, they can give as much um, understanding and sympathy as they can, but they're not really in that environment. So it not to say that it's no, we're not grateful for everyone's support and everything, but I feel like the play team, they're in that environment and they've dealt with loads and loads of children and they're they've kind of seen how much it can affect someone, a child, to be put in these circumstances. And I think they have really good techniques and ways to communicate and reassure. Um, yeah, that was really important to me. Fortunately, I haven't had as many frequent procedures in the uh, last couple of years, but um, 
that's a, that's actually a very interesting perspective. Why haven't I um, interacted with the play team now? That is a very, very valid question. Um, maybe I felt like, I don't know, this kind of subconscious way of telling me I'm a bit too old or I don't know, maybe I, I haven't really considered that. I am having uh, a procedure probably towards the end of this year, so maybe I can consider it then. But um, maybe there needs to be a bit more information on how we can adjust the play kind of facilities for teenagers or young adults who are going through the same uh, similar procedures and are in the hospital as well. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> I think being a children's hospital that I think everyone should be mindful of that, that maybe these procedures that are happening to children they may not understand it, so maybe using more simpler terms than a lot of technical jargon, or just be having that presence of you know it's it, at the end of the day this is happening to the child, and that they need to be comfortable and understand what's going on, and be kind of put at ease by by all staff. I think is really important because these are very, very crucial experiences. And I think there is there is definitely a very high level of support. Um, but I think maybe just being, just having that in mind when interacting with children that, um, yeah, just by their age and what they can actually understand um, is important to keep in mind. Thank you so much, Samira. Um, you're such an inspiration. Your positive mindset and your willingness to share your experience is just so inspiring. Um, it's now time to hear from another one of our patients, Ava. So I have cystic fibrosis, so I'm in hospital quite a lot. So they help me um, when I go in there to like keep me entertained and they make sure I'm not, I'm, I'm feeling all right if I'm having a procedure or something. Most of my procedures were done um, when I was a bit younger, so I can't remember that much, but they definitely made sure I knew, knew what was going on, so I wasn't scared. So I was once in this experiment thing <laughs> where they gave everyone this app to put on a device. So we were using, so we were doing physio, and they put these gains onto the laptops and everything. So we were blowing into it, into the puffer for physio. And it was like these mini games, these mini games. And we do the mini games by doing our physio. So I thought that was really cool because it made it into kind of a game. You'd associate physio and treatments with bad things and you just be like oh it's a chore get, get it over and done with but you can make fun out of it so when I jump on my trampoline as part of my physio as well I watch tv and when I yeah so I do that which makes it kind of fun so it, I always think of it as like free time because I get to like chill out and watch tv one time I was in hospital and a play specialist came around and they said, oh, would you like to do anything? And I was like, yeah, sure. What What do you have? And they said, well, we could do slime. And I was like, yeah. So they got this glue and all the other stuff that you need for slime. And we were just making it. It was really fun. 
and it lasted a long time and they gave me a little pot to put it in as well so that was really fun uh, another one that I also really liked was when I did sign language was with another play specialist person so we were learning a song uh, it was something about I can't remember what the song was but it was we were learning a song in sign language and we were singing it and then I showed my mum and it was really fun because sometimes you can be a bit worried if you go into hospital they've made me kind of just relax when I go in and I think that's really important like I was saying before they they make me relax by doing that stuff and like laughing about stuff instead of being scared and if they weren't there then I think I wouldn't really like the hospital and I'd be really I'd associate it with really really bad things but they make it so that I don't have to do that and it makes it really it makes it fun I think that people might not understand like if it's just doing arts and crafts and they might not think it's that important but it really is because if you're just sitting there and you're worrying about stuff that's going to happen then it's going to make that really horrible experience being in hospital when it when sometimes it isn't and it's all about just making the best of the things that aren't great like being positive so I did learn some more sign language, which was really fun and useful as well, because I still remember it now. And I also did this thing on the iPad where I was with this person and I was learning to play the ukulele. Um, and I made this song. It was about guinea pigs and it was really fun. So that was cool too. I think that all stuff should not necessarily like doing arts and crafts with people but they should try to be positive because if if people see that their doctors are like uncomfortable or really serious then they will be more concerned about what's going on or make them really anxious so if a doctor can like laugh or explain something that's going on in not like a funny way because that could be a bit you know but in a way that's not too heavy-hearted yeah that's so true I can really see how like it's important for not just play teams but all pediatric professionals to incorporate a playful language into their delivery so that's really helpful thank you so much and thank you for sharing your story about how the play team have helped with physiotherapy it's nice to know that they make it so it's not like a chore so thank you and your attitude and your positivity is so inspiring and that concludes this podcast i really hope you found it insightful and the stories have been inspiring for you to see how play is so important to our patients and pediatrics <laughs>